0: And don't forget to mention Forgotten Cinema when you sign up for Podco today. Right now. Go.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. Season
2: five begins.
0: Nice. The season of the audience is going to be a good one. Because oh, this is yeah. not a forgotten gem.
2: Today we are doing Mike Field's favorite movie. No, that's incorrect. How do you let some guy talk to you like that? That's, yeah, you, never once did I smile. Never once did I laugh. While I watched this movie with my mouth agape, I could actually feel my soul leave my body. Hello, I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Mike Field. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. As you may know already, each episode we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it's because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. But this season, we're not picking the movies. You, the audience, have selected our films. We're going to discuss what we love, like, or maybe not like about your movie. But we thank you for sharing your passion for the film. And as always, we recommend that everyone revisits the movie we're talking about this week. You never know. You could discover your own forgotten gem.
0: Grocery store clerk Simon occasionally sells drugs from his cash register. If you enjoy
2: our podcast, (laughs) please.
0: (laughs) All right, do it again. (laughs) If you enjoy, no, no, no. you got to do it all, all from the top.
2: All right, (laughs) you don't have to. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to let everyone know by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast
0: grocery store clerk simon occasionally sells drugs from his cash register at work so when soap opera actors adam and zach come looking for ecstasy on a quiet christmas eve they are surprised to find rana covering his shift desperate for money rana decides to become an impromptu drug dealer unaware that adam and zach are secretly working for obsessed narcotics officer burke this is the movie go all right nice nice what are you looking at me like that for? Yeah, that synopsis got kind of a blue. It did. It the, the synopsis <laughs> is completely not. Uh, it sticks. It's crap. So go. Um, I guess I don't know. I'm just gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go into the facts. We can talk about what happens in the movie. But that synopsis is not good. Just give you a heads up right there because it completely dismisses one of the vignettes in the movie. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, go came out in uh, April 9th, 1999. The magic year of great film. right? Butler. That's right. This is smack dab in the middle of it. I sent a tone there. <laughs> uh, Go is 102 minutes. It's rated R, had a production budget of 20 million dollars, which is surprising because I would think it would have had less. It was such a it felt like such an indie type of film. They messed up a lot of cars. Maybe, yeah. Opening weekend, it made 4 million dollars, domestic 16 million and then worldwide 28. So, obviously, not a big hit. It's a cult classic, but it's not a financial success, and yeah, it's actually I a critical made hit. It money. It had a lot of um Critical acclaim as well. A lot of critics like this movie. Sorry. Okay. Uh, again, sense in a tone. <laughs> there, but, uh, production company was Banner Entertainment and Saratoga Entertainment, distributed by Columbia Pictures. So this came out on the 9th of April. It came out up against Never Been Kissed, the Drew Barrymore romantic comedy where she uh goes undercover uh, in high school mm-hmm. and then uh you know hooks up with one of the teachers. also <laughs> I actually don't. I like Never. Been no, not, Never Been Kissed is not bad. It's not. And then the Twin Dragons. I, I can't remember. Is that a Jackie Chan movie? It might be. I'm not sure. I, I, I thought it was. Anyways, the week before on um, April 2nd, you had the Out of Towners. That was the Goldie Hawn, Stephen Martin uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Cookie's Fortune and following in a limited release. And the reason why I have following there is that is whose first movie? Christopher Nolan. Correct. And that was before anyone know who Christopher Nolan was. That that's was, a good movie. It is a very good movie. Yes. It's it's very indie, but it's very good. Yes. The week after April 9th, you, April 16th, you had Life. That is the Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy movie and Goodbye Lover. You In a limited release, you had Friends and Lovers, SLC Punk and Hideous Kinky. So you actually don't have a lot of... Uh, I mean, Out of Townage is a big film because you have Martin and, and Goldie Hawn in there and, and Cookie's Fortune had uh, Flynn Close. So you had some kind of content and, and uh, competition. Competition. Wow. I can't Surprised Life
2: came out in 99. I feel like Life came out after that. A lot of stuff Surprise came was out. Was
0: that long a lot of stuff came out. In, uh, it's funny because everyone talks about how 99 is like the big the big year of movies I just talked about was the magic oh, yeah. era of film. And like none of these movies are ever mentioned <laughs> in any of that. Okay, regardless, this movie was directed by Doug Lyman, and he is obviously from Swingers, Edge of Tomorrow and The Born Identity, written by John August. He has done big fish, the Charlie's Angels movies, those two movies with Drew Barrymore. He did. He did more recently. Did the Aladdin movie, the remake, and he also wrote and directed a movie called The Nine, starring Ryan Reynolds, which I don't know if you've never seen that. It's actually not that bad. Which one is that one? That's the one. Uh, it's Ryan Reynolds. It takes place in L.A. and Melissa McCarthy. It's like different stories that kind of interconnect. It's a. It's a little nonlinear. It's the one where he's got like that Sim diamond over his head and some mm, of the, pr- the promos. I don't remember. No. But anyways, okay. it's not that bad. I remember liking it. Composer, uh, two composers. You had BT. I don't know. Who that is. He's done the Fast and the Furious. What's That's funny true. is that it was like the Fast and the Furious. And I was like sitting there going, which one was that? Because they're all named. That. <laughs> he's done the core and Blade 2. And then you had Moby stepping in. Uh, the only other movies really that I could really put Moby were Southland Tales and The Saint but he's obviously done a bunch of shorts and he's uh,
2: more known as a uh, musical artist so the end credits of every Bourne movie that has happened true correct but Doug Liman <laughs> <laughs> so, I wonder if that's why Doug Liman put him in uh, Bourne Doug Liman was also
0: the camera operator here so he's also a cinematographer so he was doing double duty here he has, all, he has done that as well in movies that he's directed in terms of Swingers and Fair Game which was the uh, Valerie Plane movie with uh, Natalie I'm blanking on her name. Married to Leif Schreiber, Or she was. I know Natalie Wood, no.
2: Natalie Portman, no, Natalie Morales. I'm a, I don't even know who I'm talking about. That is that her name? I'm at a Natalie's. I don't know who Leif Schreiber is married to. Really? Not anymore. I don't I think. Yeah. I think they're
0: divorced. Like like that matters. Like like I should really be worried about that.
2: We got to know our celebrity Goss.
0: I'm ah, not Natalie. Naomi Watts. My God. Now, you know what I've noticed is that you don't cut out my blur, by my, my mistakes. You know that when I they're funny, that. I don't, no, cut, them don't. don't and I cut them out. I cut. You I don't. I cut. But mistakes you cut out all yours.
2: Play. When I make mistakes, I keep you them You cut out a lot of funny. yours. My mistakes are quiet. I go, shit, I missed out. And I just look for it. You where don't. you make a big how to do about it. I'm like, because I think, think you're going to cut them out. This is not. this. You have made this an uncuttable bit. now. Damn it.
0: Anyways. So anyways, Fair Game starting to hear <laughs> and it, um, I don't know where. Oh, because Doug Lyman did the photography for that. Produced by Matt Freeman and Mickey Liddell and Paul Rosenberg. Freeman has the Murder.com and Shelter. Liddell more recently did Judy, The Miracle Season and Anthropoid. And Paul Rosenberg had the last one he had was Adam's Family. Edited by Stephen Maroney. Mirion, Mirione. Excuse me, Mirione. He has won an Oscar for Traffic, for Editing Traffic. He also was nominated for an Oscar for Babel and The Revenant. He's also done Suburbicon and Birdman. So, obviously, he's done a lot of... Uh,
2: Suburbicon is the Coen Brothers
0: one? Suburbicon is... They wrote it. They wrote, okay. They did not yeah. direct it. I believe Clooney directed that. Oh, okay. I believe. So, we have a big cast here. Um, Katie Holmes plays Claire. She is... If you know her, she's Joey Porter from Dawson's Creek. That's where she first made her bones. She was in Batman Begins, Pieces of April. Sarah Polly is Rana. She is from the Dawn of the Dead remake. She's also in The Sweet Hereafter. And she was nominated for uh, Academy Award in Writing for Away From Her. Desmond Askew is Simon Baines. The only reason I have his last name there, I'm going to get to it. He's from the Hills of <laughs> Eyes. He was in the new, what was the Roswell TV show, the first one?
2: The first Roswell TV show is probably... Was it in
0: 2000?
2: Probably in the 2000s, oh. yeah. Okay, so he was, he
0: was. it looked yeah. like he was in a season of that. Okay. Uh, Nathan Bexton as Manny from Nowhere, the Gregoraki film, The In Crowd and Psycho Beach Party. Scott Wolf as Adam. Scott Wolf is obviously famous from Party of Five a TV show. He was also in Double Dragon, White Squall. And he's also more recently. He I, I don't know if he's the dad or not, but he's in the new Nancy Drew show that's on WB.
2: Oh, I don't think that's come out yet. Oh, really? I think it's supposed to come out. If I it has like, come out, I missed it's, it's it. It's
0: been out. OK, he's listed as more than it's like 30 episodes. So then maybe it's out. I right. Totally well, you're not cool anymore you don't know the cool the hip wb I'm stuff a, a or CW. upn or oh, whatever so it is called everything's
2: that. all riv- riverdale now <laughs>
0: J- oh, jay yeah, moore as zach that. jay moore from jerry maguire suicide kings and mafia with an exclamation point <laughs> timothy oliphant as todd gaines and the reason so, so they have a character todd gaines and they have other character named simon baines is that you think that was like mistake baines and gaines yeah Anyways, I don't know. All the fans uh, from the Deadwood TV show, Justified as well on TV, The Girl Next Door. And he's in the upcoming Fargo uh, season that's well, coming up. Oh, he's going to be in this season? Yes, show. yes. William Finkner as Burke from Crash, Armageddon, Black Hawk Down. And more recently, he's been on the TV show Mom. Tay Diggs as Marcus. Now, Tay Diggs had a big year in 1999 because not only did this movie come out, but he did The Best Man, House Household Haunted Hill, and The Woods. We had four films that came out in this year. He's also from Chicago, uh, Rent. He was in the play as well. Or the Broadway musical, excuse me, and he was also in the sequel for Best Man, Best Man Holiday, and The Way of the Gun, which I like. The Way of the Gun, and we should do that. I don't keep saying that, but we don't have it on the list. Brecken Meyer as Tiny from Road Trip, Clueless, uh, the Garfield movies, and the TV show Franklin and Bash. <laughs> James Duval as Singe, Sing, Singe. I don't know, Singe from ID Four. He was the he was Randy Quaid's son in that movie, Gone in sixty seconds, and Donnie Darko. And then you had Jane Krakowski as Irene from the she's in the TV show Breakable. Kimmy Schmidt, Thirty Rock, Alan McBeal, and then Melissa McCarthy. This is actually her first movie. Oh, is it her first movie? Yeah. I forgot she was in it. When she pops up, I'm like, "Hey, I forgot she was she's in that." Yeah. Exactly. All right. So before we get into go, um, this was recommended to us and suggested to us, obviously, because we are in season five of Audience Choice by Andrew Morgan uh, from he's our friend from the Nomcast. And before we go on and go into everything that we liked or maybe didn't like about this movie, uh, Andrew's going to let us know why he chose this movie. And um, I guess, I don't know. So, Andrew, take it away.
1: Hey, Forgotten mics. Hey, everyone. This is Andrew Morgan, the host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. And I am delighted that the mics took me up on one of my several suggestions as I am a relentless pest and put the 1999 indie crime dramedy Go! on their list to discuss this season. I like Go for a few reasons, but the main overriding reason is the director, Doug Lyman. Simply put, Doug Lyman is the man. He makes wildly entertaining films that engage audiences. He moves his stories along at a frenetic pace. He makes movies pop off the screen. For anyone who has seen The Born Identity, The Edge of Tomorrow, or Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And this movie, Go, Catches Lyman coming off an indie hit with one of my all-time favorite films, Swingers, and right before it, he becomes a bigger name with Born Identity. And weirdly, this film has elements of both of those other films while not being as successful. It has the pop dialogue, party backdrop, and indie spirit of swingers, while also having the faster pace, intensity, and car chase action like Born. Another way it's like Swingers is one of the best things about the film, the soundtrack. It's super 90s with some fun classics to really punch up a scene. I mean, it has one of my favorite No Doubt songs, which was made specifically for the film. It has Fat Boy Slim, Eagle Eye Cherry, Lens Steal My Sunshine. Okay, that maybe not be a selling point. And it also has obviously the signature rave music, which was so big at the time. It also has a remix version of Magic Carpet Ride to kick in the Las Vegas car chase scene. The, the soundtrack is absolutely awesome. And the cast is also supremely 90s uh, with young actors like Katie Holmes and Scott Wolf, who were very popular on TV at the time. But it also has actors who I still really like to see to this day, like Timothy Oliphant or Jane Krakowski or a young Melissa McCarthy's here. So why is this movie forgotten? Well, like I said, for Lyman, it's his sandwich film between two of his signature films, Swingers and Born Identity. And he still makes hit films to this day. So this movie can be easily overlooked when you look at his body of work. And also this movie came out in 1999, one of the best movie years, especially in the last 30 years. And this movie came out at a really tough time. It came out the weekend after the matrix and 10 things I hate about you. And it went head to head with drew Barrymore's never been kissed on the weekend. It was released. So It's easy to see why it was swallowed up, especially when you consider a lot of those films were also aimed at high school and college age kids. So bottom line, while there are things in this movie that should have stayed forgotten, like Breckin Meyer's character, Tiny, appropriating black culture in all the wrong ways. Yes, even that way. This movie has a lot of things we all want. An entertaining film with catchy music good acting from beautiful young people and a pretty cool car chase on the Vegas strip. All of those things are the reasons why I would say, give this one a go. Oh, God, I hate myself. Thanks guys.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah great, I, I, great. I, good stuff. I want I think I might've watched this movie with Andrew, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Maybe that- he let you know. He maybe he did. I'm sure he, he I'm sure he uh he he pushed. He told everyone about the podcast now how he does his own podcast. And we have been on there several times. So yep. uh, thanks, Andrew. So now let me get into what we thought about it. All right. So, Buller didn't like this movie. Oh, I didn't say I didn't like it. Well, let me let's let me go back to we had talked about the synopsis, how it sucked. Mm-hmm. The, the movie is three small short stories is Rana is it's not. R- Rona, Simon, Simon, and then Zach and then and Adam, Zach and Adam. And they kind of wrap around the Rona stuff or the Rona, 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 It's, I it's, think Rona. it's Rona, Rona, I think whatever. It's, Rona. it's a weird name. It is. They wrap it around with her storyline because, you know, she's stuff happens to her at the end of hers. And then she comes in at the end.
2: They yeah, Wrap around with the worst character. Yes. <laughs>
0: well, originally this movie was a short film that just had the Rona stuff that stuff was the short and then he added the simon going to vegas what what happened there mm-hmm. and then the zach and adam stuff when you know what they're trying to do so and when i'm so when i watched it in 99 when i first seen this i actually liked this movie i like the soundtrack this is back in 99 liked, oh it's a
2: very 90 yeah i like okay. the soundtrack
0: yeah. i like the movie i, I was fine I remember the big thing was that like, cause Katie, Katie Holmes, Katie Holmes was at Dawson's Creek. It was just big. It was 98. I think it was a big, big thing. And then she does this movie and like she's smoking pot in this movie. And I was like, oh my God, Joey Porter smoking pot. Like it was, I was like one of the things. <laughs> so I enjoyed the movie, but watching it now, I still kind of like it, but it's, there's a lot more stuff that popped out to me that I was just, mm, I, 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 good, I, good. No, I'm, I'm, good. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it was <laughs> like, oh my God, this is so fantastic. It's it's got and I don't know maybe it's because I'm older now so I don't I don't know if because some of the characters annoyed me like Manny annoyed me Simon annoyed me like and and even Arona R- Sarah the character. only fun character <laughs> no he 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 annoyed me a little bit and then even Sarah Paulus got Arona she's, she's mean she's the worst she's she's she deserved what she got and then some but she's mean to like she's mean to all her friends yes yeah. and and I don't it was she sucks and and I and I was reading some stuff about this movie and they were talking about how it's about kids being kids. Doug Lyman actually has a comment in one of these retrospective things where he's talking about how it's about kids doing stupid kid things and getting away with it. But he he was like sitting there going like, but, you know, when I look back, it's kind of like, you know, white privileged kids get doing stupid. Yeah, things and getting away with it. Because, and I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> that being said, I don't know where you want to jump off and where you want to You want to just go chronologically. Yeah, let's just go. Let's go story by story, I okay. guess. The first star obviously begins, and, and I do like the line she gives that woman, even though that is mean, when she tells her, you know, when she's bringing her out. Well, look what happened to you. Yeah. Look, look yeah. She's happened. like, I, I, I should be like once. you. Yeah. Look look how that turned out. It's like, mm, that's where you're headed. <laughs> <laughs> the one note I have about Sarah Polly, because Sarah Polly is a very good actress.
2: Well, I like her a lot. Yeah. And she plays. I mean, other things.
0: And she was, <laughs> and she plays. <laughs> but in this movie, I thought that especially she plays disaffected but in, in over her, her head and she's doing it at both times. Like, she's just like, I don't care. I don't give a shit about do whatever I want. I give a shit about anybody else. I'm just going to, I want any to make some money. Um, but then when she gets into the, the, the house with Burke mm-hmm. and the cop and she realizes yeah, this thing she kind of, you can tell that that facade is, is dropping. I, I, no, there was some I thought she, I liked what she was doing.
2: I found her just disaffected throughout the whole thing. I thought she was way too clever for her own good. I, I, th- the only time that she feels over her head is when she gets to the bathroom. She plays it cool up to the bathroom and then,
1: oh, but that's what oh I'm talking I lose my about. pill.
2: That's it. That's the one. And then she's back. And then she's selling Benadryl to people. Which I don't understand that.
0: If you're supposed, again, not to cut you off, but yes, if you're supposed to be smart, you don't think that the that the drug dealer is going to check the pills when you hand it back to him, that he's like, listen, they don't want him. Like, you think he's going to buy your story? No way
2: no it's, way stop this he would be checking it before he even let her out the door right and it's like uh, you, you're screwed you're mm-hmm. screwed you know this guy's dangerous you're doing <laughs> it anyway it's like i'm sorry but maybe we're short three hundred dollars for rent go back to work it's yeah, just she, she's dumb it's just it's she's idiotic she's mean she's terrible to her friends she throws one of her friends in the garbage oh manny it's yeah. just yeah the none of them are re- relatable they're not. You can't kids relate to kids kid stuff. You can't relate. They're not you, you're not doing kids stuff. You're
0: younger than I am. You can't relate to being this type of kid, like just kind of doing stupid stuff. You didn't do stupid stuff when you were a kid and ever.
2: This is all right. This is the thing. Rona. When I watched Rona's story. Yeah. I was like, I didn't. I had read it was vignettes and then I totally forgot about it. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> and then I went to the other stories and I did lighten up to the movie. But then it circles back to Rona again. And, and she sucks. She's the worst. She really dragged this movie down.
0: You're her. talking about her character, not power. Her character, her whole okay. story. Her okay. whole story
2: is unbelievable and dumb. And it's not just kids <laughs> doing stupid stuff or young people, young white privileged people doing right. young white privileged stuff. It's just she's a bitch. Yes. Doing bitch things. Yes. Sucking and getting what she deserved. And, and yeah. it's like, I don't feel sorry for her when she gets hit by the car at the end. Right. She totally screws over someone. And I'm not saying her acting's not good. She plays... She doesn't play over her head good because I don't I've never feel even when he's got the gun on her. I never feel like she I feel like even at her last moments she feels like she's got a way in, out of this. She can I figure I it out. I think
0: when she's I think she's flipping out when she's going to the bathroom at the cop at the house. Yeah, trying the to only time,
2: time when Todd is about to kill her for screwing him over. I don't feel I feel like she thinks she has it in control that she can still talk her way out of it. But do and you like really, I never feel like Do you
0: really think he out. was going to kill her in that in the, in that parking lot? Like, I didn't get that sense that, that he was that type of No, person. I never
2: got that sense that he was he was at that level. Right. He was just going to scare her. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get that Which sense Which is why when she got hit, he was more just... Like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, what's yeah. going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was good.
1: It's not what it looks like, okay? I mean, it, it sort of is actually, but it's complicated. Not really. I know I fucked up. Okay, hey, please. I can make it up I'm to the you. the
0: last fucking person you should be expecting a favor from.
1: I have the money. I have more
2: than I owe you. So now you're an entrepreneur.
0: I didn't think he, I didn't, it didn't make any sense that he was going to do that. And like, I'm trying to figure out, like I liked Olafant in this movie. And the only reason he got this movie is because he got fired from Practical Magic. He has a story that he talks like two or three years ago, he tells a story on one of the talk shows and he says that he got hired and it was one of those Hollywood things. Where you get hired and obviously you probably either got hired to like entice somebody else kind of thing. Cause then they yeah. hired Aiden Quinn and he didn't, he found out that Aiden Quinn was hired and he was still hired. So he didn't realize. And then that day he found out he was fired and then they, <laughs> they, they got him, to, they got him on go and stuff like that. So, I mean, it worked obviously it worked out, but I mean, yeah. that's as Hollywood as it gets. So I like him in this movie and he actually reminded me of his character in scream too. Cause he's bad in that one too. He's like the bad guy. In that right. One. Yeah. He kind of reminded me of that a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's the same actor but I didn't get the sense that he was somebody who was just going to off people. He's supposed to be a scary. dude. be scarier in the girl next door than mm-hmm. he is in this movie. And you know what I mean? He's, he's always threatening to kill somebody, but in the girl next door, he's beating the crap out of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So
2: was he threatening uh, to kill people? And other than the gun, other than threatening the gun Rona, he doesn't really threaten to kill. But, but that's anybody. the thing. Like
0: that's, that's when you see him in the parking lot at the end of the, at the, end of the or end of her
2: vignette,
0: which ends up being the end of the movie. If, if you're doing chronological, you know, he's the idea is that he's going to do something with her with that gun.
2: Like, why pull it out? I think he would have scared her, yeah. and then just taken the money. Yeah, yeah, and then just like, don't come back to me again.
0: Right. See, I didn't, I didn't mind Rona in her vignette. I didn't mind her. I who I did mind was Manny. Manny,
2: Manny is annoying.
0: Very annoying. Very, like, and again, these are all three friends, and he screws her over by taking I don't know three pills or two pills. Two
2: pills because Todd said when he gave the. Pills to Rona. This is medical grenade ecstasy. It's not herbal stuff. You take two pills, you're going to the hospital.
0: Yeah. And Manny didn't hear that, but he, but she goes to go sell it and he completely steals two of them. So she's yeah. not, she's now she's going to get screwed. You're selling drugs to people.
2: You don't screw them over. Right. So,
0: so yeah. He it screwed her friend over. Yeah. They and so in turn, she does the same thing. She hides him, but I mean, she's trying to hide him because she's trying to get out of there. But she's like, I can't carry you, you know, go, go away, go, go hide. I'll, I'll come back for you. And she forgets about him. Also, he's starting to hallucinate.
2: Like, yeah. I mean, you know, I've never taken ecstasy, but that's not what it it does. He, told, he, he sees cats talking to him,
0: he hallucinates. It's like shrooms, but then he, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. He, he's still got enough know it all to do when he sees. Uh, Todd at the at the rave to go warn her like that scares him enough to kind of snap right. him out like when it, yeah. he's just sitting there he's completely dazed and like and then he sees him and then all of a sudden he's like oh my god mm, I mean it's it's convenient yeah it's it's definitely convenient never mind the fact that she trades Claire as collateral when she goes to make the she deal. Trades her best friend to right. basically
2: be what murdered or raped or whatever
0: well, well I think she didn't
2: anticipate
0: that to happen but yeah, maybe come on like, said mm, see I, this is but I wondered why Claire would be friends with these two like I wondered
2: why she would be with them because she doesn't seem like she's anything like them she's probably as much as I don't want to defend her a story because it sucks <laughs> uh, not to say I don't like this movie because I do like the next two vignettes she's probably was friends with them when they were younger kind of got dragged down to their level because she remained friends with them mm-hmm doesn't necessarily participate in everything they do right but enough to that she's kind of one of them sure
0: the only one thing i also say about claire's character is that she's there's there's an inconsistency and maybe i'm wrong and you could tell me if i'm wrong but throughout them throughout her story and whenever you see her she's kind of annoyed she's always just annoyed at at rona she's annoyed at manny she's just kind of going along like you say yeah but then she has a moment where she see you because she starts off the story. It's her it's her, her. dialogue that starts off the entire story. And you don't know who she's talking to. The Christmas present monologue. Right. right? And she's like,
2: which that, is very ah. indie. Like, let me give you a monologue. Right.
0: <laughs> and then but but that's at the end because that's when she sees the drug dealer Todd and, and they kind of connect. And then she makes out with him. And, and I don't understand that moment because I don't get she's never acted that way throughout the entire movie. Until that moment. And then so if that's supposed to be something that's true to her and unreal and then all the stuff that happens because Simon returns and she gets annoyed and she leaves. But we never go back to that. And even when Rona at the end of the movie pops up and she's just staring at her, Claire's staring at her because she's like damaged. And she's yeah. Limping. And she and the look on Claire face is like, what is wrong with you? And then she's like, where's Manny? And then like.
2: And we got to believe this is a few hours later when uh, essentially Rona was dead. Right. And now she can walk and limp and she's barely right. like, she's got just a slight limp and a scratch on her head. Right. And right. And there was a chunk of her scalp in a windshield in the third vignette, which we'll get to, but yes, that's just, right. That's right. Ugh, just inconsistency. Although I, I don't necessarily not believe in Claire making out with Todd because Todd, because, you know, he, although he was kind of like, do you want to fuck who said that <laughs> oh Donovan, yeah. and they first yeah, you, when they first like yeah. he never did and he never really heard her even though she was way over time and stuff like that so that's why she's like mm, you know i don't think you're as bad as people say and then they have that long we don't see what happened to her that long breakfast diner but it also goes along with her monologue of you don't know what's gonna happen yeah i get like, well, you, that breakfast. You think something's gonna happen and it doesn't
0: that breakfast diner is more known for his his take on the family circus which i agree i hate the family circus
2: the family circus is like, it, it, i agree it's very yeah. bad
0: that, so that his whole <laughs> spiel about the family circus is is something that a lot of critics mentioned in their in their reviews and a lot of people remember but it's spot i've never off.
2: seen this movie before and i already i know about that scene right i was so, like oh this is the movie where that scene <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have against the family circus okay you
0: sit down and read your paper And you're enjoying your entire two-page comic spread, right? And and then then there's the family fucking circus. Bottom right-hand corner just waiting to suck. And that's the last thing you read, so it spoils everything you read before.
2: You could just not read it.
0: I hate it, yet I'm uncontrollably drawn to it. So let's go, let's, let's jump to the second. All right. (laughs) So Simon and his buddies, which is uh, Marcus singe and tiny go off and they go to Vegas and they have, you know, what, what always happens in movies and never happens in real life. You, you stumble into a three way, three way with two women. It's the prequel to the hangover. Never (laughs) happens. Not that anyone, not that me and you were out there looking for that to happen,
2: but it (laughs) never happens. It's always, Oh, convenient. I love that he wakes up in the trunk, and it's just them messing, oh, with, messing him. with him. Yeah, you yeah. passed out the whole time,
0: man. Right. So let me tell you why I don't like Simon.
2: You can like they're Cause all he, act, cause, they're all bad people. But because
0: that's the thing, like they tell him. You tell him not to do something. He just does it. He doesn't care. Like, you know, when they go to the strip club and no hands and he, he causes the problem and he and his little scuzz bucket.
2: Yeah, right. But he gets away with it because he just stum- again, he yeah. stumbles into good luck. Mike, they get a- everyone gets away with everything and they all deserve to die. They're all the worst. <laughs> the actors are the least worst and even they're bad. <laughs> it just. No one in here deserved to make it out of this movie alive, and yet somehow they all do. I want to know,
0: like, what Marcus, like, hey, what training he has to be able to pull the weapon out and just fire willingly at this, at the truck that's coming at them. Like, it's like, it's so right, like, so at that point, he's got no
2: choice. Like, like, he doesn't do well. What if he killed them? What if he killed them? The other guys were about to kill him. A, they don't know that. They maybe were going to beat him up. It's a ridiculous story. That's like the hangover. I'm, I was okay <laughs> with this story because it was dumb and ridiculous you know, the, when Simon gets the two girls and he's already British, but I, that's, I love that. He's already British, so he's already got an accent that he can use on women, but he chooses to use an Irish accent to move <laughs> women. I thought that was very, very interesting.
0: And that he can master tantric. So tantric in like one just knowing.
2: Yeah, You didn't come? Tantric.
0: <laughs> Tantra, baby, yeah. Give
2: me a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I enjoyed that. It was dumb. It was over the top, and I was like, this is at least not rona's story is so 90s so independent this, mm, okay just garbage this is again kids being kids no one's fucking like that man it just i just it really i'm like you're up to 1999 at this point probably 95 to now to then this is all the stories you get is this this rona crap story and it's just like unlikable people uninteresting camera uninteresting lighting just okay. Like a character that doesn't exist. Oh, everybody sucks. It's just like, Oh, and throw in some '90s songs. I was, I hated Rona's story so much that when I got to Simon's, I was like, at least this is fun. It's like a proto hangover. It's super unbelievable, but it's not taking itself seriously. Okay. I'm, I'm probably nitpicking the Simon
0: stuff. I just he just I'm not really, saying he really bugged go, me yeah. cuz he just cuz if he was a friend of mine if I'm there with four, with guys and Simon's a guy and a friend of mine and he's doing all this stuff that's getting like dude what are you doing?
2: I would it would annoy me. That is the one thing though like as I mean obviously it's over the top but everybody's got that one friend that like kind of ruins everything. Okay. So yeah. Maybe he's supposed to be like a heightened version of that. True.
0: Like you never really get the sense of the other two friends of Tiny and Singe because they have because the, the, they
2: ate the shrimp. They ate the shrimp
0: at the Kai and they got sick. Don't eat they, that shrimp; it's filled with iodine. Yeah, <laughs> and they had the runs or whatever. But like I did like the one Breckenmeyer's at the uh, when Tiny is at the buffet and the woman's there and he's like, "Damn, girl, you done?"
2: She has <laughs> <laughs> to walk away.
0: Yeah. yeah, that 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 made me laugh. That always that I, still made me
2: laugh. I like the line about the in the elevator. Is like, did I tell you I liked your coat? All <laughs> oh, right. Like, and he's, he's telling Marcus that,
0: that. And he's like, no, you didn't. And he just starts laughing. Yeah, he just laughs. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
2: He so said, I don't look like I'm from Hawaii.
0: <laughs> and then, and there's two times where he's in the bathroom and somebody mistakes him for an attendant. And then, and this is Marcus. And then either outside the car, that's when they get their, their car and the guy t- throws him the keys, yeah. like keep it, keep it close by. And it's like, I, wondered if, I think it was because his jacket was yellow, like the people that work there. Oh, yeah. But I also think they were doing a racial thing there, too, because Marcus is black, and they're just obviously people's assumptions that he works there, like which southern is their asshole. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, is ridiculous. Yeah. Not ridiculous in that it no one believes that. I believe that that would
2: happen. Although I will say that when he threw money, I still would have taken that money. What money? When the Because the Southern guy throws him the, the he tip He gave him money. a dollar. Oh, I want to take that money dollar. for the slots, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then, so, you know, that vignette ends. And then we go to the next one, which this is the only one, the Zach and Andy stuff, which doesn't fit with. I view this movie as th- there's three main characters, Claire, Rona and Simon. Simon. OK, would you agree with that? Claire doesn't get anything. Claire gets nothing. Claire just kind of gets scraps of Rona's stuff. You see her at the end. She has the tag in the beginning of the movie that we talked about, the little monologue.
2: I would say it's almost like four stories. Cause I would say Claire is the main character in the second half of Rona's Well, Claire's, Claire's us, right? Claire's the audience. Kind of watching
0: outside, watching in kind of thing. No, I just like the Zach and Andy stuff are just it's not it doesn't feel connected in any way except that R- Rona appears in there.
2: You know what I mean? Sounds like you have problems with them. No, like I just
0: movie. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I just in terms of this the stories being connected, I didn't I, I didn't feel like Zach and I just keep saying Andy, Zach and Adam stuff
2: was together. I mean, they. They match up with Rona three times. I, I I think I think it matches. I mean it's they, a different there's kind like of story. ship's passing in the night, but
0: Simon is her friend. And then you see Simon. Is Simon
2: stuff. really her friend? Well, or is Simon just a guy that gets a Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I don't know. I okay. felt like I enjoyed the story, so I, I I like Fickner, Jay I like Jay Moore. Scott Wolf was good. So yeah. was like, I, I liked their story and they have some good they have some good lines and it's it's funny mm-hmm. stuff. Jane Krakowski is good in it. Oh, I forgot she was in it. Yeah, she pops <laughs> up. So, um, so do you guys ever, is it a real kiss? Only if it's tongue. You see there, that was tongue. <laughs> <laughs> did you, because um, you hadn't seen it before, mm-hmm.
0: I already knew what Finkner's, what he was trying to push them, the confederated, Confederate product stuff. Yeah. Did you get America that too. in the beginning or did you think that he wanted to have like a, some kind of sexual encounter with them?
2: At first I was like, okay, he wants to have sex with them. And then he mentioned his wife and so, and they were over and I was like, okay, maybe it's supposed to be some kind of group, group thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. And then when he was like, smell this cologne, and then he was on the mattress, I was like, Oh no, this is not what's I I don't know exactly what's happening, but it's right. not what I thought was happening. <laughs> <laughs> but you do see some William Fickner uh penis in this. I know you do? Yeah, you do where? Uh when he's putting his underwear on, his legs shift and it's it's <sighs> right there.
0: Oh, well, clearly I wasn't looking for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, butler. I'm secure. <laughs> I was like, "Are they going to do it? How rated are does this get? Oh, this gets very rated." Did R. you
0: pause it and like rewind? I it. did. I took
2: the timestamp <laughs> down. If anyone, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we used to have back, um, not not like a legit list, like we wrote it down, but we used to have this like unofficial list of penises we used to see on screen. <laughs> like so, like when we were watch movies, I'm talking about like, me and my buddies, and we like, and it would just be so like the, the like the Kevin Bacon in the and Wild Things. Yep. Everyone watched Wild Things. Wild Things was 96. 96 it was after scream right because nev campbell's so, in Dev, that Nef, Nef campbell was thing, 788 so. it was around maybe it was definitely in the 90s mm-hmm. um and that was with denise richards and nev campbell and the big thing was that they make out and like the obviously every guy was like oh my that was why, watch this. that was why you wanted to watch wild things the and poster
2: with the wet uh Nef, Nef, campbell that, that, and,
0: the and they even did a sequel to this movie but it was with other people but regardless but like there's there's just this, like, out of nowhere, Kevin Bacon, full frontal nudity. And it's like, you don't expect it because you're there for one thing to watch this movie. And then all of a sudden he turns and is like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, what the?
2: No. And, like, it's just, come on. Listen, tit for tat. No,
0: I get that. I think that's fine. I think that's funny, and I thought it was funny because that's not why all these guys are in this movie. And then they just do that, and it's just like (laughs) eat it, you know, like just kind of like it's it's funny. It makes me it made me laugh, but it was just so random. And then there's like a, and then when you're watching other movies, it just you know because they don't do there's not a lot of full frontal uh, male nudity for obviously uh, chauvinistic reasons. Uh, But like and like Dewey Cox walk hard when he's doing the phone call and have that like that stuff. So. So, but anyways, we used to like joke around, like, "Oh, there we go, mark it down, mark it down." But I never caught that in this one. Pop star
2: never stop uh, popping yeah, against yeah. the window. So. Yeah.
0: The <laughs> yeah, but I never caught the Figner one. And go, I don't know if I'll go back and look, but I never caught that.
2: It's a, it's, it's real quick,
0: but it's there. Okay. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked Thanks, up on man. it. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> um so so you just liked kind of the storyline
2: i enjoyed that you don't know what fickner's about and then you turns out you don't really know zach and adam so like it zach and adam's story kind of comes to light in terms of like oh, i have a girlfriend it's cheating my girlfriend no they're actually gay and no right they're not cheating on a different partner they're cheating on each other
0: did you realize that they were uh, a couple
2: not when at you, first okay when did, they, I,
0: did you when figure that out
2: when katie holmes basically says oh right okay so they I'm like, yeah they're not oh maybe they are
0: okay but right. no i
2: didn't because at first i just thought that scott Wolf's character adam was sleeping with zach's girlfriend
0: okay all right because
2: he was like oh you saw Silent well
0: then they did a good job of of kind of like tricking you there
2: right do you yeah. remember being tricked when you saw it or do you remember, oh, i, I you know honestly it so it's been so long ago, ago i
0: don't i i don't remember
2: i i like i probably was the
0: same way when you were
2: I like the way they handle finding out that they're, they're both. Um, oh, when they're in the line. what's they- it. Oh, man. He just he just gives really great head. And He's like, what? Look, he was awful. He was, the, <laughs> he was the worst. At one point, I actually had to grab him by the ears and I retrained him from the throat up. When was that? It was around October. You know, it was after October that he got. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: funny. And everything, like, they, it's funny because they use the rave as, like, where everyone goes, like, that's, like, the it's big the thing, good, but they don't really, not really at the rave that much,
2: you know? They are, not and they never do, which, I mean, it is cliche, but if this movie is going to be cliche, mm-hmm. then they might as well do that, like, at one point, they all kind of are in the same shot together, yes. and they never do that, which is cool because that is cliche, but again, on the other hand, so much of this movie is cliche, Yeah, that, just do it. Because even if it's cliche, I always like that. Oh, I hear you. So like, I'm like, oh, they do a line where they say the title of the movie, too. They say go? When Simon's having sex in the second video, it's like, did you go yet? Oh, right. And I was like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So did you know that Christina Ricci was going to play Rona and then she she dropped out? Would you have preferred that?
2: I think Christina Ricci is really hot, so yeah. Um, <laughs> so but that's not why you would. And that, but is that can, really a reason why you should say that you would prefer that? Maybe because she's a good actress, Butler. I'll go no, because Rona's it. character sucks, so it doesn't matter. I don't care how good you are; you cannot play that character well. It's well, just written well. Well, she
0: plays she plays Wednesday this, Adams well when she she she's, she's disinfected. Disin- yeah, yeah. But again,
2: Wednesday Adams—that's a not a real character. Mm-hmm. It's a cartoon character in in a way. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's her only emotion. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Rona's supposed to be human being. We're supposed to believe. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to somewhat latch onto, and you can't. And it's not the problem with the actor portraying the character. It's a problem with the character and the writing in itself.
0: One of the, uh not that I'm not listening to you, I was. One of the, <laughs> one of the, uh, I was still thinking about William victor's penis. Uh, <laughs> one of the things in this movie that maybe affected why it didn't do well. I mean, I honestly don't know why it didn't perform well here. I would think this movie would have done well in the theaters, but regardless that it's foreign financing fell through because the quote was that there was no bankable white male star to sell overseas, basically. And then Columbia stepped in and finished funding the movie, which I guess, I mean, when you're thinking about money and how to make money, yes, that that's kind of something that comes up. And then I started thinking about it. Like, well, there really, I guess there isn't because Simon is your other lead quote unquote. I mean, this is really uh, Sarah Polly and, I mean, she's on the poster. It's really her. You know, you you can have.
2: It's definitely you know, her. If you have to pick a main character, it's her. Ob- book and well, the movie. Right? So, yeah.
0: Right. So then Simon would be your second guy, and he really isn't somebody that because he's not known. He's not a name back then. I mean, you, I mean, even when I saw this back then, I knew who Timothy oliphant was.
2: I'm surprised you don't put Scott Wolf on the front.
0: Though. I know, but Scott Wolf is not. He's not a main. You probably tried to pitch Scott. Well, we got Scott Wolf from Party of Five. And, yeah, yeah. And, who cares yeah. who you put on
2: the poster? Right, right. You, you can, can put you her. Say hey, Jay Moore. He's right? like, hey, yeah,
0: because Jay Moore had done, Jerry Maguire at this point. That so you could say, hey, we got Jay Moore. What he was
2: Jay Moore show?
0: And that was I. I don't know. um I don't remember when the Jay Moore show was, but it was around. It might have been around that time because this was ninety six. was Jerry Maguire was his first movie. So mm-hmm. it, it could have been before that or after that. I mean, I could look it up if you want. Ah, it doesn't I mean, matter. I ahead.
2: just well, I, I still think you put Scott Wolf on the poster next to well, Sarah Polly. You and probably, it's like,
0: hey, we got these people. I wouldn't have been surprised if there were there were mock-ups
2: and they were like, This is what the posters yeah. look like. This is what the, you know, like it's yeah. like when we did King Creole and and the posters have the banana lady on it. And it's like she's a nobody, but she's in that you know skin tight sexy banana dress. Right, like, right, right. Put her next to Elvis, even though they don't share really share the scene together.
0: Well, in the in the poster for the movie in itself, you have you have Sarah Polly in the front. You actually have Timothy Oliphant in the back with the gun, like he's like crouched. And then you have you have like uh, you have Katie Holmes doing this pose that I, I don't I, that the, I can only describe it as a '90s disaffected. What are you looking at? Pose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess they, I mean, they tried to push Olafan as the bankable white star, but he's the bad guy, so you can't really do that. Or he's not, uh, he's an anti hero or whatever. He's not a good guy, although he is. It's funny at the end when they're trying to shoot Simon's arm and he's like, Washington, the guy I can't exactly. do, he's like, Oh, come on.
2: <laughs> 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 I lo- the gun goes off. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they you know it's, it would have been good to see him working with them, it, you know, when, when. At the end of the movie, when Rona comes back and she's like, and, and um, Claire's like, where's Manny? Mm-hmm. It would have been good to have Simon there with the cast or something to kind of in the arm of the sling, oh, but, yeah. you know, whatever. So this movie was shot for 25 straight days from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. It was an all night shoot. I
2: was thinking that because the grocery store is definitely like you're shooting at the grocery store at night, closing mm-hmm. it down.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I guess technically they probably did the stuff in the morning when they were clocking out when because in the beginning of the movie he's trying to get her to work and it's an, it's it's obviously day yeah so obviously that was sometime in the morning but yeah no you can imagine just because you like you're like a vampire at this point on day 24 in this movie you are just kind of you've opened up a whole new world
2: i'm surprised they actually <laughs> shot on the strip that surprised me well,
0: so they were they were able to they probably were if running a gun in it if doug, doug lyman's directing and doing photography it's probably just kind of like running a gun let's go yeah, yeah, it's probably a lot of that stuff. And it felt like that stuff because a lot of the stuff when they're in the car and I and I put this down here in the beginning, it was shot like a skew and it felt like he was shooting it like a rave kind of like when because when they have when they're in the car, when they're in the car in the beginning and she's trying oh, to convince right, okay, them yeah, yep, to, okay. to, 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 to sell the drugs this is what they're going to do. And it was like uh, uh, it was like all oh, like oh, and it almost felt like he was shooting it like he was in a rave or he probably was just kind of shooting it like let's just get it boom boom let's go real quick and 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 it, and it had that feel and then it kind of the rest of the movie's handheld I think so it's not really there's nothing camera oriented in the movie that kind of like born or something like that and the born identity where it's it's more noticeable although I prefer the other borns in terms of camera work with uh Paul Greengrass yeah,
2: in, in identity it's all steady cam for the most part right
0: yeah this one just felt like like it, it felt indie which surprised me at the 20 million dollar budget that this felt more like an independent film that should have been like, would be at a $5 million budget. You well, know I what wonder I mean? How
2: much? It's probably actor salaries. Salaries. Night Scott, shoot. Scott Wolf, Katie Holmes.
0: Night shoot stuff.
2: How much does it cost to film on the strip in Las Vegas? Mm, true. The cars that they destroy, although they're not great cars. Oh, well, the truck is, okay, is huh. a nice looking truck.
0: When, um, when they're cha- getting chased by the truck on the strip, they pass a parked police car at one point. You see it. I'm just like, uh, but I see the car. I
2: didn't notice that. I was like, where are the, Fucking cops. Yeah, and then they pull up. Yeah, but
0: I know they though they were blocking everyone from so they could do the scene. <laughs> but I noticed and like you just went past a park police car, man. Come on, but whatever. It's probably just you know for the movie, get it done. um Yeah, I mean, so you you like everything but the Rona stuff.
2: I'm much. okay with everything but, but the Rona. Rona. I'm I, not I, saying that this is. I'll say this: I would not have chosen this movie in um, in
0: terms of for us.
2: For us, forgotten. I I, I think, never thought it was forgotten. I think I have no idea what the hell this movie is. But maybe I think it is forgotten. But I don't think it's great. I don't think it brings anything to the table that other cliched '90s disaffected. I, I like uh white privileged kids as his description of the movie. Well, it is. I, I, I don't kids get think away there's anything. The, 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 yeah. When I saw Doug Lyman, I didn't notice that Doug Liman directed until we I put the movie and I started watching it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, okay. Doug Lyman directed this. I like Doug Lyman.
0: Doug Lyman directed John August, wrote it. These are, yeah. Those are two big names.
2: So I was like, oh, okay. And I like Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to give this a chance. And you were like, oh, it's good. And then I'm I, like, because the it, beginning and all of Rona stuff is just like, seen it before, seen it before, seen it before, seen it before. These characters are unlikable. And then she got hit and I'm like, got what she deserved.
1: Well,
0: um, maybe if you, were, <laughs> if you were in your, because this movie was 99. So Morgan is probably a teenager at this point or 19, 18, 20 so right. he can relate to it that, that i'm talking about andrew Morgan, who recommended that he can relate to this movie probably a little bit more i was 24 when this movie came out so when i'm watching it i'm obviously younger too so i think watching it back then this is one of these movies where back then i had a different reaction to this movie where as i am now at 45 there's some stuff in here that Maybe the kid stuff doesn't hold up. The teenage, the stupid stuff doesn't hold up to me. It's so stupid. It's it's unbelievably stupid to the point where it's like, but I don't want to discount that because then I'm what I'm doing is what I'm doing what every other older person does is, oh, you're just a kid. Don't be stupid. But we you you did stupid stuff when you were a kid. Now, granted, we didn't do this much stupid stuff. It's it's I wasn't firing. I was. But I went to Vegas and I, well, no, I really didn't do that much dumb stuff when I went to Vegas. No, no. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't looking for strip clubs and stuff like that. I wasn't doing any of that. And then or, when The
2: bouncer tells you not to touch. You didn't spank him with both hands waiting well, to get broken Well, up, that's the one thing with Simon cars and taking drugs. Well, and, that's the and one and thing with Simon pistols. when they
0: go to the when they go into the club and Marcus tells him, don't order champagne. We cannot afford it. We cannot afford going. Don't order. And he does. And it's just like, I thought you can't afford it. Because
2: his character just gives into his vices, his basic urges. That's his thing.
0: And are we to assume that he stole the credit card?
2: No, I think that the, at first I was like, oh, he stole it. And then when he's talking to Simon. I'm like, and then later on with Simon, I'm like, you know what? Simon probably did give him the card just to get the discount. You mean Todd gave Simon Todd the card? Todd gave Simon the card just to get but the discount. But it's a credit card. But it gets him that discount. He still said, oh, we'll pay with cash. We just get the... But he uses roommate. the card at the... Oh, okay. But no, but at the point when they go to the strip club, right. then he's screwing Todd over. Right, okay. Which is probably why Todd was like, oh yeah, here's his address. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> you uh, want it Now there's, there's, there's traffic. Or no, he's like, there's construction <laughs> over this. There. You
2: might want to... Go in the back. Why don't you just take him over there to kill him yourself? So... One of the things that bothered me about Simon's story is, so Simon recommended that they go to this club because Todd told him about it. And on the phone, Simon's like, what was the name of this club? Blah, blah, blah. The strip club they go to. It's like, okay, let me write this down. Okay. Oh yeah. That's the name of it. But then they get there with Marcus and all of a sudden Marcus just knows about the club anyway.
0: Yeah, it's true. Well, maybe he just knows about clubs. This was Simon's first time in Vegas.
2: So every club's got the don't, don't buy uh, the
0: champagne. Well, that's understand. that's pretty much standard, I would assume. I'm going to tell you right now, I am not. I've been to one in my entire lifetime. And the only time I went into there was because we had to go in there because we were all together, me and my friends, and the other friend wanted to make out with his other girl. And he he's like, oh, she's going make out with the car. Go do something. I'm like, "Well," So we ended up going to some stupid strip club, which was ridiculous. So he could make out with this girl. And then two minutes later, he walks in. And I'm like, well, what's going on? Oh, yeah, she's just kind of boring. I'm like, what? what, what? <laughs> so, so anyway, so I've i, I I'm not experienced in all that stuff. I'm sorry. I apologize. I wish I could be more deviant. <laughs> I watched movies, basically, because I'm a big nerd, apparently. Yeah. So I've told. I'm not as much of a nerd as you. <laughs> <laughs> I at least right? have that, right? All right. So I still like that. I, I mean, because this movie has been on. I've seen it on HBO or Stars or whatever. So I've seen it already, like. I have never I, I had seen it before ninety nine. I mean, excuse me, after ninety nine. Not a movie I forgot about. So I but I never really watched it again. So I will say that I'm glad that I I glad that I could revisit it. I still enjoy some of this stuff. I, I agree with you about well, a lot of the points you made. I understand why Morgan like I'm sure Morgan had some really good points why he liked. And I still kind of like this movie. I, I'm not gonna I don't hate it. I don't have as much vitriol as on it as you do.
2: Listen, it ended up being an okay movie. But, but I agree with you, she's
0: not wrong. nice. She's not a nice character to her friends, but the movie's telling you Yeah, but they're friends. It's you know just, what I mean?
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to have a I'm just having a tough time trying to figure out why it's forgotten because I I don't I think, don't think it's forgotten. I don't. I don't know why we're other than like it was an audience choice. I can't say I can't tell you why it's forgotten because I don't think it needs or why it deserves a second chance, maybe because I don't know if it does. Well, I don't think this That's mo- my thing. It's like
0: Well, this movie is for a younger audience, it's for about it's about a it's about you know, like you know, kids doing stupid stuff. It's so, but kids now are not going to relate to something that kids did back in the 90s because that's a different time.
2: I also don't think that kids did this back in the 90s, I think this is just too well, extreme. Not the kids
0: that we care, not the kids <laughs> I hung out with, apparently.
2: I also think that in terms of it being forgotten, it's very much like many other indie movies of the time. Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't watch it then and you watch it now again like i'm watching it now i'm not saying the movies that came after it were just like this the movies that came out during this time were a lot like this and so it just kind of becomes another vhs on the pile of 90s indie (laughs) teen VHSs. well
0: it's definitely that was one of the notes that i had read that when it first came out people considered it to just be another 90s film another film that we've already seen this movie but then as you know, time went on, it became a cult class because people really enjoyed a lot of it, like the writing and the, and the directing sure. style. So it, became, it kind of moved ahead of that.
2: That's fine. I just can't find anything that really differentiates. It, it sticks it out above the sure. rest in terms sure. of that. It's kind of like, especially Rona stuff, it's like trying to be Requiem for a Dream Light. Like, <laughs> think, like if it went that way, it would maybe me more a little like depressing and maybe a bleaker world and I would have enjoyed it more. Although also not enjoyed it more because it made me feel like crap like Requiem <laughs> for a Dream does. But, you know,
0: no, please. record requ- requ- for a dream is a whole it's a rough, f- it's different a rough experience. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So uh, thanks, Andrew, for suggesting it. Thanks for sharing. Um, you know, I'm sorry that Butler's a jerk and he was more concerned about Finkter's penis than, than anything.
2: So if you fast forward and scrub a pause <laughs> to one hour forty two and then you really pause, go a couple nice, of frames. Nice, nice.
0: So, <laughs> so uh, we're obviously coming towards the end of our audience choice season. Next week will be our, I can never say this word right, penultimate? Pentultimate. I thought it was just penultimate. Is it penultimate? Okay, penultimate episode. We are going to be doing the movie Juice, the 1992 movie Juice starring Tupac Shakur and Omar Epps. Uh, That was suggested to us by Mr. Butler's friend, Aaron Singleton. Correct, yes. A fan of the show, I hope, I think, I believe, right? I no.
2: hope he responds to some of the posts we post. <laughs> I hope he watches it. I know he listens to two player brothers. <laughs> so, why not us? <laughs> he probably does,
0: man. All right. So we'll be back next week with juice. And, uh, do you have anything to add before I sign off here?
2: You can find us. <laughs> I guess that. <laughs> yes. If you enjoy our podcast, you can find us on forgotten cinema where you can find all of our episodes from our audience choice uh, season as Mike said we're almost done with it we are almost we also done. have four seasons of other content as well that you can go back and check out we do some great stuff I think <laughs> <So> <laughs> we, we, we do some great you back and listen to those <laughs> if you're coming in from the nomcast uh welcome to a new podcast <laughs> as well how you uh, doing <laughs> <laughs> we're, none of these are on Netflix I apologize <laughs> <laughs> very few you can also find our merch store from there and uh you can find us on social media at Forgotten Cinema Pod you know find us on Instagram Twitter we put out really funny commercials every week we think they're funny but we're no, seriously that's. that's. That's a little pompous right there. That's that's we're very pompous pompous. people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is our audience choice season, but it's not to say we were not going to still take audience choices. We always take suggestions. Shoot us an email or uh, comment on our social media posts. Let us know what you guys want us to watch and we'll uh, put it on the list. We got a long list, but we'll get to
0: it. Make sure it's got some plenty of penis in there for butlers who can check it out. Absolutely,
2: I'll tell you those frames. (laughs) (laughs) And if you like our (laughs) podcast, feel free to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening.
0: Right. Thanks again. We'll be back with Juice next week. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Cinema.
2: You got some (laughs) X-Men? I'm going to take take two and talk to cats. I'm going to take
0: three. (laughs) Manny. We didn't even talk about him that much. And do whippets in the back. I couldn't stand that stupid muck or anything he was doing too. That uh, oh, the dance, uh, the stupid dancer? Yeah, I, no just, I didn't like Manny. Uh, he he really bugged me. And he, and he just he's like that one friend you're just like, yes, go away. There's there's no redeeming quality to you.
2: You told me this movie would be good.